Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey guys, we're back and we're here to share our taping from the live show we did at the Gramercy Theater in Manhattan early in September. We had the very funny Phoebe Robinson on stage with us to help us recap episode three of the very first season of The Bachelor, which also featured the first ever one-on-one dates. So many firsts. We were also joined by Bachelor alums Derek Peth and Michael Garofola. Derek, of course, was fresh off his Bachelor in Paradise exit at the time. Very fresh. Very fresh. Everything was very raw. So we had a little chat with him about that. And then we all played a round of the classic party game, Fuck, Mary Kill, with both of them. It was a great night. And if you couldn't make it, we'd love to see you at one of our next live shows. That's right. We have two shows coming up, recapping the very last two episodes of the first season of The Bachelor. Oh, we're so close to the end. We'll be in Washington, D.C. at the Miracle Theater on Monday, October 21st to recap episode five. And then we're coming back to the Bell House in Brooklyn on Thursday, November 21st to recap the big finale. You can get tickets to both shows at the links in our show notes, and you can watch both of the episodes at tubitv.com. That's T-U-B-I-T-V.com. But first, our recap of Season 1, Episode 3 with Phoebe Robinson at the Gramercy Theater. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. What's up, Manhattan? Yeah, it feels so good to be back in New York. I really heart and why. Just print that right on a t-shirt yeah. there. You know, we tried out Philly, and like, that was cool. But our real goal is to hit all five boroughs before Claire gives birth. Yeah, because my main priority is to just be able to still go to shows even if I'm put on bed rest. My doctor is not interested in doing that, but I keep bringing it up, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so I'm thinking maybe Staten Island next. No? We hear Pete Davidson is like really dying to do the show with us in Staten Island, yeah. but thank you next, Pete. Yeah, Ariana's moved on, we've moved on, America's moved on. But you know, someone who wasn't dying to join us tonight, my husband, not Greg. here. 
Greg, um, come on. I just wanted to call that out. He couldn't make it. Uh, apparently there's something more fun going on in the city tonight. CNN's Climate Crisis Town Hall featuring the Democratic presidential candidates. Let's all just let it sink in right now that we're here talking about The Bachelor instead of fixing the environment. You know, although one could argue that our collective obsession about The Bachelor is just really further proof that the planet is dying. In a way, we're part of the solution yeah, just by exactly. talking about it. But tonight, let's put that philosophical question aside and uh, get into batch time. This is batch time. Specifically, episode three of season one of The Bachelor featuring Alex Michelle. We covered the first two episodes at our show in Brooklyn, maybe some of you were there, and also our show in Philly. Yeah, and now it's episode three. It's only the third full hour of Bachelor programming. That's right, those early Bachelor episodes were only an hour. And I, I mean, I think about the that every dream. time we go into our fourth hour of Bachelor in Paradise programming a week. It's like, I long for the good old days. Seriously. In only this particular situation. <laughs> But, I mean, three hours into this season, the drama is already ratcheting up to, like, right where Chris Harrison likes it, which is the most ever. Um, this episode has a lot of Bachelor firsts, the first one-on-one -on -one dates, the first ambulance that's called just because, and most significantly, the very first Bachelor Nation, I'm not here to make friends. Seminal. It's, yeah. it's momentous. And we wanted someone truly hilarious to recap this episode with us. So naturally, we thought of comedian, podcaster, and New York Times bestselling author, Phoebe Robinson. Let's give it up for Phoebe. Phoebe, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, just look at these shoes. Like, can we talk about the shoes? Yeah. And this is the energy that we want to bring to tonight's show right here, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Oh, Phoebe, thank you so much for bringing your shoes tonight. We're so excited. Thank you. I feel like this is what Oprah does sometimes, like at her house. I don't know. You just got to get real cozy. She's like, I'm going to wear sparkly shoes and put it all over my white couches. I don't know. She you know someone is very wealthy when like their entire living room is just all white furniture. Yes, Chris yeah. Jenner, shout out. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so let's let's dive into this yeah. recap. Um, quickly, let's get up to speed. Let's set the scene. It's 2002. Alex Michelle is the first ever bachelor. He's a 31-year-old Harvard grad and Stanford grad also, who rides the trolley to his San Francisco consulting job. So he's looking for love in the only place where a man like this can find it, ABC. I mean, yeah, look, it's rough out there for those tall, white, rich men. <laughs> so Alex met 25 hardcore wifey material ladies in episode one, and over the course of just two episodes, he's narrowed the field to eight stunning, predominantly blondes. Yes. Yeah. Predominantly 24 years old. And now it's time to get serious. These women have to meet Alex's friends. So Phoebe, Claire, let's dive in. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I don't even know where I to know. start. Let's start with Stephanie and Sam. Stephanie and Sam are Alex's 
best friends since childhood, basically, and I've also a, are married. I have a lot of questions about the basically. Like, what is that qualifier doing? Right. Since he was basically a child, like, <laughs> he could have been two years old or 20. Like, for white men, it's basically It's forever. Like, it's forever. Yeah, that, that is actually the basically. He's like, Alex is still a child. I met him last yeah. week, and I really feel like I've grown into a man since then. <laughs> Um, so Stephanie and Sam will be living in the villa's guest house for a week. They'll be getting to know the women. They'll be doing some recon for Alex. And Chris Harrison brings them in, introduces them, and also introduces the date concept for the week. And I think we have a clip of that. Let's roll that. I'd like to introduce you to Stephanie and Sam, two of Alex's closest friends. They will be living in the guest house for the next few days. I think you can tell a lot about somebody by the friends he or she keeps. So this is a great opportunity for you all to learn a lot about Alex. Now, before the next invitation night, you'll be going on another series of dates. This time, there will be four dates, one group date and three intimate one-on-one -on -one dates. To determine who gets to spend that intimate time with Alex, he and his friends have composed a list of compatibility questions. Oh. <laughs> The three women whose answers are most compatible with Alex's will get to spend that intimate time with him. Okay. okay. We need to talk about Chris Harrison's outfit. I mean, I understand, you know, you have a budget, but it was like he just went to Costco like 10 minutes before and he was like, does this work? And they're like, I guess. I, I, they spent it was really so long. much on the two mansion rentals and they were like, all we have left is like, we can buy you a couple six packs of Hanes teas. <laughs> one crew neck, one V-neck. They must be doubled up. <laughs> and tucked in. It was a different time. Men's torsos were always obscured from us by at least two layers of fabric in 2002. <laughs> we also learn a lot about Alex's friends. In the, yeah. that they love beige. There's yeah. a lot of beige in this room. A lot of beige. I see a lot I, of turtlenecks. I counted, I think, three beige sleeveless turtlenecks. <laughs> and Amanda's never wearing a beige twin set. So not a lot of variation there. Um, it's, it's a sort of casual, like, I'm in my Montauk beach house with all my money sort of look. But, like, I can pop into my corporate office at a minute's notice. With my leatherette document yes, folder. Yes, with my document folder. <laughs> it's a compatibility quiz. You have to take great care yeah. of it. So um, they get right into the compatibility quiz, and we see this, like, spliced-up supercut of women answering questions to, I mean, answering a variety of interesting questions. Some of them we would never hear asked about on this show now, like, do you vote? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't want to know whether they vote anymore. It's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> to their credit, all of these women seem to vote, except for Kim, who's like, <laughs> I don't vote ever. <laughs> Voting is for the head of the household. Um, they asked the women whether they believe in mercy or justice, and I really want to know how Alex is going to use that information. To <laughs> it, it seemed like they didn't know Alex either. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, <laughs> what are these questions? Like, you're not friends. Like, it would be like, do you like his favorite band? Like, I don't know. It just felt very sort of just idiotic. Right. It's like, yeah. it's really actually like a corporate hiring assessment. Yes. <laughs> 
god. They're like, mercy or justice, this will tell us whether this person will be a good employee yeah. I mean, for and Alex. Some, some of the women answer it like it is a job interview. You know, they ask, what would you fight about with Alex? And Amanda's like, well, he would just be too accombinating to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that's not a fight. That's my dream. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yes, agree with me all the time. Great. Alex, stop being so supportive. I hate you. Like, it's just not a thing. Um, it's the I'm a perfectionist response of compatibility yes. quizzes. Um, we, they ask if the women would go to a movie alone, and because they would be alone, I don't really know how that's relevant to Alex. Yeah. He's not there, but I guess it would either bother him or really please him. <laughs> I know, it seemed really, really important to him, and I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, maybe I need to reevaluate my relationship, because my boyfriend doesn't like going to the movies at all, and <gasps> I do sometimes, so like, we might ha need to have a really serious conversation after this. The only reason I married my husband is because he likes to go to the movies alone. It's foundational. And so do you. <laughs> so you must find different movie theaters every time. Uh, they ask how often you should have sex in a healthy relationship, and Rhonda says, every day. Oh, uh, okay, you know what, Rhonda? Calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Rhonda, what kind of relationships have you been in? She's Rhonda just, wants this job. She's too much. She's too, we'll get to it later, but she yeah, is we'll, too We'll have a lot to say about much. it. I do want to say that later, in a sort of throwaway moment, uh, we see a clip of Alex saying, I heard that you said we have to have sex every day. I mean, we would get to have sex every day. That like, sounds no, great. No, I think you meant have to. <laughs> it's a bit of a slip up yeah. there from Alex. So we get through this compatibility quiz and the first date box arrives. The giant date box with a giant bow on it. Yeah. Filled with an assortment of... I can't believe that gimmick didn't last yeah, out I know. until now. Uh, and it reveals that the date will go to Amanda. Um, and it says, please join me for dinner and relaxation. A few subtle hints as to what the night will be. Inside is a painted fan, a bolt of purple patterned cloth, and what looks like a sake bottle. Yeah. Um, extremely subtle. She's like, hmm, from the context clues, I'm guessing it's a Chinese or Japanese restaurant. Oh. They're all like, wow, Amanda. <laughs> Detective work. <laughs> I love seeing The Bachelor's 2002 forays into, you know, sort of sampling different cultures. <laughs> yeah, the, they really haven't improved that much. No, to be honest. the national conversation had not really, you know, uh, gone off on cultural appropriation yeah. the way it has right now. <laughs> As we see when they don kimonos later. Yeah. Um, Rhonda is already starting to lose it. We've gotten one date box. <laughs> And Rhonda's like, I don't think this test is objective enough. I'm like, ma'am, yeah. what kind of compatibility quiz were you looking for that was going to be objective? Yeah, yeah it's like, also, what? she's so thirsty. I'm like, Rhonda, you will get your chance. Also, maybe Rhonda, you will not get your chance because Alex doesn't like you. Yeah. I mean. Look, the truth hurts, okay? Yeah. I mean, she has the insecure energy of someone who knows that Alex doesn't like her, but she has not been able to admit that to herself. She was mm -hmm. like, he likes me. He makes his own decisions. He told me that. I'm not worried about what Stephanie and Sam think, but I really think they should have written a more objective test. <laughs> it's just like, if you felt better about things, you'd be chill right now. But um, Alex is getting ready for a date with Amanda instead. Um, back at his own mansion, getting ready for what Chris Harrison described no fewer than three times as an intimate date. <laughs> um, 
And this is sort of a, we're in a pre-Sean Lowe era of Bachelor Yeah, we were not quite, like, shirtless shower scene ready yet. Instead, we get this. Let's pull up an image. (laughs) Just look at the toothpaste overflowing from his mouth. You guys, he is such a goober. He's such like, a goober. Oh, that's what we've been saying since episode one. Like, there's no other word to describe this man. No, but I'm like, who wants to spread for that? What are no we one. talking about? White women, what is wrong with you that you're into that? Look, that's fair. It's fair. I want that's to say, wild to on me. On the left, we have a scene from, like, nighttime at my house, and I am <laughs> referring to myself. Like, toothpaste everywhere, shirt optional. I don't know. I'm tired. Also, don't fucking tie your shoe and put your dirty-ass shoe on the bed. Get the fuck out of my house. That is a very solid point, Phoebe, but I am also concerned with the intense treads on these shoes. Is he trying to climb a mountain on this date? He needs to be able to go off-roading at a moment's notice. He's ready to hike at all times. And I, I also love his shirt. It's, I would describe this as like a drapey knit, <laughs> polo sweater, button free. Um, so many stylistic choices made in just that one item. A garment I hope to never see again, honestly. Um, but we're gonna see a lot of it if you continue to watch the rest of the date. And Alex is musing on his date while coming with Amanda. He's surprised she did well on the compatibility quiz. But now I guess he has to consider marrying her. (laughs) I mean, that's just what happens when your friends are like, look, I gave this very objective test. I know that she likes to go to the movies alone. She's your wife. Yeah. (laughs) It's Uh, just the rules. And it's convenient because she's really hot. So it's all coming together for Alex. (laughs) And so they, they get into the limo to dinner and dive right into a really heavy conversation that we were not tipped off on at all in advance. Amanda was married. You guys, there's been point, no mention of this, but it's clear mention. that they've talked about it. He's like, so tell me about your ex-husband. And everyone watching is like, wait, what? She has an ex-husband. <laughs> she's 23. She's 23. And, and she's and like, they did yeah, not mention it before. My ex-husband was 17 years older than me. And Alex, being the sensitive soul that he is, says, that's many years older. <laughs> Look, He's this man went to Stanford, okay? <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows how many years are in years. <laughs> 17 years when you're 23 is like... Um, she's already you know, I know, separated still, from him. So really, yeah. Like, right. they, she, so when you think they got about together it, when she was, was what, like 20? And he was 37? Yikes. Like that's, that's a big difference. She difference. was in college when she was in this marriage with a much older man. And she says, well, all my friends were older. And I, so I guess all her friends when she was in college were around 40 yeah, uh, like, as well. <laughs> I, I need more backstory on this, but Alex is not interested. Uh, unfortunately, Amanda has some more things to share that he's not interested in, which is that her marriage was abusive. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really sad. She starts talking about how she was in college. Her, she was involved in a lot of organizations during college. Her husband didn't like that. He wanted to control what she did, wanted to control her clothes. And the whole time, Alex says nothing comforting and just suddenly has like a shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He, Which is not the correct sensitive response when someone discloses abuse to you. Just like FYI. <laughs> Try not to look like you're opening a Christmas present yeah. <laughs> when someone tells you that their ex-husband wouldn't let them wear sex- sexy clothes. 
Like, it's just not He's much more focused on the sexy clothes. This is the, his takeaway from this story. <laughs> Amanda has a Wonder Woman costume. Mm. As you do. As you do. As you do. Yeah. And this he's is like, Amanda's thing. He's like, so you wear it for Halloween, right? No, Alex. No. She Maybe, wears it for sex. She wears it around the house for sex. <laughs> like, he's not picking up what she's putting down. She's like, I like to keep things interesting. So I have a Wonder Woman costume. And he's like, oh, so like really interesting would be to wear a costume for Halloween like everyone else in the entire world. You're really mixing things up. Um, but she's like, no, I wear it around the house. I also have a cow cowgirl costume with a thong and chaps. And Alex is like visibly shifting to like conceal his boner. At this point, he's like, oh my it's God. It's just like right there. I was uncomfortable yeah, watching it was very, this. I mean, I'm usually uncomfortable watching Alex, to be fair. But <laughs> this in particular. Watching him be performatively turned on by someone else's, like, I escaped from abuse story was probably a low point it's, it for me. It is a true low point. Um, so Alex is really psyched by this. He's like, Amanda has this incredibly creative sexuality that more or less nobody's ever appreciated, and here I am getting it like a gift. It's for you, it's Alex. It's for you, Alex. It's a woman's yeah. sexuality. Yeah, he's gross. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just... What can you even say about this? The cool thing is that he thinks he's being very magnanimous. Yeah. He's like, no one else wanted this gift, but now I will take it, and now yeah. I own it. I get a gold star. Yeah. 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 It's like, no one else wanted it, so in a way, it's a new gift, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, cut to them, staring intensely at each other across the back seat. It's time to make out in slow motion. Um, they have just a beautiful bond that is growing based solely on his sexual attraction to her that is wonderful to see. They finally get to the Japanese restaurant and Alex is like, look, I've had a revelation. Amanda has made me realize something really fundamental about relationships. You should want to bone the person that you marry. Yeah, and I was like, right, what were you doing before? Exactly. <laughs> Like, why were you dating before if you, like, didn't want to have sex with them? I just want to say, this first season, like, everyone is so, like, I don't kiss on a first date. And I was like, what? It's very confusing. Yeah. I'm just like, I totally have sex on a first date. I'm like, let's just get say, it over with. Get it over with. Get it over with. Like, See if it's good. If it's not, toss it out. Who cares? It's important information. Yeah. But this is the rules era. Like, we're coming out of the late 90s. These yeah. girls are all like, I have to hook a husband. And to do that, I'm not going to kiss him for three dates. And I will never be available on a Saturday if he calls after a Thursday. <laughs> and I just think it is so wonderful that we don't have to do that anymore. I mean, what a tragedy to go on, like, five dates with someone and then realize that they're, like, awful at making out. Yeah, and also, like, this season's only six episodes long. So it's like... Get that information. You got to get it in. Like, yeah. You're running out of time. Yeah. Like, it's now or never. Um, so, but I do think that Alex has this sort of Madonna whore complex a little bit. He often talked yeah. in the first couple episodes about how he is, oh, I'm really looking for a wife and not just for someone who would be fun to date. And maybe Amanda is helping him realize that you should marry someone that you would have fun dating. <laughs> and it's just like galaxy brain moment for him. He's like, I don't have to separate the kinds of women into two kinds. Maybe this is his feminist awakening. You guys, <laughs> if I know happen. one thing about Alex, it's that he's definitely a feminist. <laughs> and it starts here. Yeah. Um, so they're in the Japanese restaurant and 
she tells him he has soft hands, mm. as one does. He says, I've never done an honest day's work in my life. <laughs> Which I believe true. him. Yeah. yeah. So I appreciate that he's honest about that. But then they have um, a little encounter, and I, I think we have a clip of it. Oh, my. That's my favorite moment of that, the whole episode. Having a great night, by the way. Me too. Very lucky. <laughs> oh. overtime for that bullshit. She's like, I want to go home. Yeah. I will say I thought the makeup was kind of gross in the beginning, but then I got into it. I was like, all right. I was like, that's, that's good. Well, at good first job. you were like, is he going to fully eat her chin? And then yeah. you're like, no, no, he's staying above yeah. the line. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there was some gratuitous tongue. I'm so used to movie kissing where you don't use tongue, mm. that it's very jarring to see people on screen just sticking their tongues out at each other. But <laughs> listen, that's how making out works, and I respect that. Uh, what I don't respect is that Alex totally stole my joke. I was watching it, I was formulating the joke, and then he just made it. Like, he just made it on the show. It was very self-deprecating and wry, and I'm annoyed. <laughs> He's not supposed to do that. And it made me like him a little bit, which is super annoying. Um, so they head on to the relaxed portion of the date. And Amanda's like, I thought the lying on the floor making out was relaxing. And he's like, this time no one will interrupt us. Because they're going to go for sexy massages. Yeah. He's going to give her a massage. They put on kimonos. Obviously, what else would you do? <laughs> when in a Japanese, a, restaurant. a Japanese restaurant. You must wear a kimono. Very culturally sensitive. <laughs> so she takes hers off so that he can rub her down. This is like a Tyler C moment, and I have to say it's different when it's not Tyler C doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, less hot. Yeah, I feel bad saying that, but like very few it's people. It's just a fact, look. It's yeah. a fact. I mean, we can't all be Tyler C. Um, some of us have to go through life not making everything look incredibly sexy. <laughs> and that's Alex's It's burden. an affliction. But Alex is really feeling the chemistry with Amanda. I think Amanda's feeling it too. But we get this from Alex. We've already proven to each other that kissing has taken things to a new and better level. And that makes the temptation to sleep with her even greater. It's not a good idea for her, for me, for any of the other women. It's too soon. 
I don't want to live for the moment so much that I lose the future. Profound. But that was, I, I was, okay, here's the thing. I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. Like, I understand, like, he wants to take it a little slow. But also, so where did little. he think he was going to have sex with her? Like, they're on camera, mic'd. I know, but it's like, <laughs> they're rubbing on each other, getting caught up in the moment. He, like, didn't want to get caught up. Yeah. He's he's being restrained. Yeah, he's and he's like, back. I know that we could sneak out the back and find a closet yes. or a hotel room. I'm not gonna do that. Listen, it's been known to happen. You know, it doesn't always start at the fantasy suites, my friends. <laughs> um, but at this point in the season, only on his first date with Amanda, he's like, I can hold on for a little bit longer. Um, meanwhile, back at the villa. Lanice is bonding with Sam and Steph in a way that I don't think we would see anymore these days. She's telling them about her very recent ex-boyfriend. Yeah, now that is basically a criminal offense. Like, you yeah. cannot have been involved with anyone within, like, at least six months of going on this show yeah. or else you will be shunned by all of Bachelor Nation. But Lanice is just, like, chilling in the kitchen being like, yeah, I like told the guy I was dating that I wanted to go on the show and I hoped he would commit as a result, but he didn't. So yeah. now here I am. And then, yeah, and then his friends were like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I hope this works out. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, like I get your shit and get out of my house. Like, you can't. That's wild to be like, yeah, I was dating a guy last week, but he was trash. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this goober? Maybe? I don't know. I came on this show to maybe marry your friend as a power play, but, like, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't work. work. And they're like, I, I think Lanice might be the girl for Alex. <laughs> and, and Sam even says, you know, Lanice is so cool. I really want her to get to spend time with Alex and get to know him better. And I was like, I think you're in charge of that? Like, yeah. isn't that the whole premise of this episode? Uh, but at this point, we take a little commercial break teaser to see... Who is going to get the intimate one-on-one -on -one dates? Who is going to fight for his attention on the group date? I can't wait to find out, oh wait, they just completely spoiled it in the commercial teaser <laughs> by showing us Rhonda, Christina, Lenise, and Kathy on the horseback group ride. <laughs> Who could it be? Yeah, yeah, they hadn't quite like honed their, their suspense editing, editing yeah. techniques at this point. Um, but the next day, Amanda debriefs the house. She's like, I got back at 4 a.m. Another thing that would never happen on the show now, they never want to reveal what time it is. It just The Bachelor exists in like a timeless vortex. <laughs> and that's strategic because never revealing what time it is is a form of psychological torture, both to us and the contestants. <laughs> and Sam reveals himself to be a certified creep. They're all like, oh, what did you do on the date? And he just pops in, like, just him, a bunch of women in their PJs, having a bagel, and he's like, was there any action? <laughs> and Amanda's like, action? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, tell me. I want to know about the action. Is this how men normally talk about dates? Don't tell me. I don't want to know. But don't maybe do it to the woman that your friend is dating that you just met in front of a bunch of other women. It's awkward. Uh, but it's time for the next box. Trista. Goes to Trista. I love Trista. I know. The sweetheart of Bachelor Nation. Before our eyes for the first time in this season. And what's sad is that Trista just, like, is not into Alex. No. She's trying so hard to convince herself that she is. Yeah. 
She's like, he's so great. How can I not to be, be into him? And I'm like, because he's only okay. Like, it's fine. <laughs> this does not reflect on you that you're not into him. Um, but her box says, get ready for some home cooking. And she's supposed to bring a recipe that reminds her of home. Trista has revealed in the compatibility quiz that she doesn't like to cook. <laughs> so this is clearly meant to put her at ease. Yeah. It's like, let's get her on comfortable terrain. But apparently both of them are terrible cooks. Like, they have a hard time opening jars in this kitchen. <laughs> I just want to run down a few of the things that end up happening. Trista doesn't know how to turn on a gas burner, so she leans her head way down and almost catches her hair on fire, which is a good start. Uh, she tries to take spaghetti out of a boiling pot with chopsticks and her fingers. None of these things are recommended. Not safe. Um, but Alex thinks, I think, that this is going to warm things up between him and Trista. He's got a huge crush on her. She seems a little chilly. He's like, how am I going to get on this more intimate, cozy vibe with her? And it's not working because they don't enjoy spending time together. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how that works. But he's like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to tell her how I feel, even though I hate being vulnerable. And he, they sit down, they're eating dinner, and he's like... You make me nervous because I like you. You're just so awesome. Yeah. And Trista pauses and stares at him and is like, "Ah, that's good to know. <laughs> that's really, really good, good to know. know. Yeah. And then she looks at the pasta, takes a bite and goes, this is awesome. <laughs> she likes the pasta better than Alex. She likes the pasta as much as Alex likes her. Like, he thinks she's awesome. She thinks the pasta is awesome. <laughs> I just felt bad because he was trying to sort of get it going and she was just like, no. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like they could have, this is like you could tell like the producers were not hands-on enough to sort of fake this a little bit. So she was just very much like, we're never going to have any sort of contact, but I want to be on this show as long as possible. How can I do that? You know what? It worked yeah. out for her. It did. She literally found a husband I on the show. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. They're still married. It's great. I mean, the thing is with Alex and Trista is that his main move is being like, I'm just going to level with you. I think you're great. And then he's like, I did it. So like, she's going to now admit that she... Right is secretly passionate about me and she's gonna rip my shirt off. And it keeps failing as a move. <laughs> the um, entire season. But he doesn't have another one and neither do I. So like, I don't even know what advice to give him. <laughs> um, but they continue the dinner despite the fact that Alex did not get this affirmation. Um, Trista tries to explain that she puts up walls to protect herself and so sometimes people think that she's a quote unquote cold bitch. <laughs> and Alex is kind of like, yeah, you are. He, he's like, I don't think that Trista feels chemistry with me, so she needs to prove to me that she's interested. It's, she doesn't have chemistry with you. It's done. Yeah. Right. Like, that's it. This is the natural point at which two people would stop dating each other. Right. They'd be like, thank you for the thank Alfredo. You. Right. Ow. We made that pasta. We learned something about yeah. ourselves, and it's yeah. that we don't enjoy each other. Yeah. It's like, I keep going on dates with this guy, and he doesn't seem to like being around me, so what I need is for him to prove that he really <laughs> wants to be around me. And I'm like, no, you stop now. Um, but Alex's takeaway from this is not that Trista doesn't like him or that this won't work out. It's that 
Trista was on a pedestal and she thought he, that she, he thought that she was perfect. And it's kind of a bummer that she's not perfect now. Yeah. It's sad. Like, she's been knocked off the pedestal and he's bummed about it. It's like women are one of two places. Like, on a pedestal or, like, on the ground as trash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and and it's like, hard well, to see one. He's like, well, now that she's on the ground as trash, she's more attainable in a way. So, like, maybe it's good. I, just, I don't even know. I can just lean over. Um, so, back at the house, Sam is shit-stirring again. Um... He's decided to ask Lanise in front of the whole group of women about how she kissed Alex on the first group date, which she had said she would not tell anyone, but I guess Sam really snuck in under her defenses. <laughs> and he's like, Lanise, let's talk about how you hooked up with Al on that gondola. Also, of course, Alex is the type of man whose friends call him Al. Yeah. <laughs> and like no one else does. It's just his dude friends. Yeah. Like, Al. <laughs> Al hooked up with a lady. Um, <laughs> And all of the women are like, oh my God, you kiss on the first date? <laughs> I didn't realize you were someone who kissed on the first date. <laughs> yeah, Lanise is basically branded a whore for kissing Alex three times on a gondola. Yeah, they weren't, A, they weren't hot kisses. B, it's 2002, fucking get a grip. <laughs> it's sex in the city time. Yeah, like, come exactly. on. And also, Amanda tells the camera, we were all floored that Lanise kissed on the first date. And I was like, Amanda, you were on the floor of a restaurant with this yeah. man yesterday. <laughs> Mere hours and ago. And you know what? We support that. Exactly. Like, but have some consistency here. She's like, oh, that was the second date, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, and Lanise is like, one of you guys will be his wife, so like, you should know. Like, <laughs> maybe just... Which, like, solid point Lanise. <laughs> Thank um, you. Someone making sense on this but show. But she's also like, don't worry. <laughs> it was only because it's a tradition at this casino in Vegas. You only break the rules because of cultural norms. Right. You know? Like, it's the like only when you're at the Venetian and you're under the fake bridge. Yeah, it's like true Italian culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next box arrives, and it's the group date box. Rhonda, Lanise. Kim, Kathy, and Christina. Which means Shannon is getting the final intimate fantasy date. Yes. How does Rhonda take this, guys? You know what? She takes it very maturely. She's like, congratulations. <laughs> Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, you that's know. exactly She loses her right. shit in her LLB. And I'm like, bitch, relax. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, She's like, great, congratulations. I'll take your date. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I have to go. <laughs> Yeah, she runs off so abruptly that Stephanie, who we hear from almost not at all during this episode, <laughs> only her creepy husband, goes in and is like, Rhonda, like, are you okay? And Rhonda is just sulking. She's like, yeah, I'm just tired. Obviously, I'm just tired. I just had to run out immediately because I was just so overcome with exhaustion. <laughs> She's exhausted, like, in the way that people are exhausted and they have to cancel their world tour and, like, you know, just go, which, like, same. Um... <laughs> So she turns to the camera and just lets us know how she's feeling really deep down inside. She's feeling whiny. She's feeling it's not fair. I, don't, I mean, it's not fair. She liked this guy from the moment she saw him. And he gets to not like her back. It's, it's not ridiculous. fair. It's not how these things work. Um, she's like, if I could make a list, which she can, he fits it all. She literally has so much time and she can't watch television or read a book. She, she can no make so many lists. 
She has nothing to do but make a list. She could read it to Al in her journal room time. <laughs> I know, they weren't really into journaling quite yet. That's like next phase. No, but in the journal room, which yeah. is of course where they like, make videos. Where they make videos, because why would one write I in a journal in the journal room? I about that yeah. part. That was crazy. Yeah. They're really committed to the video yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we gotta start this vlogging thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think there's a future here. And then it's interesting because the video is the future, but it turns out they could just film him having conversations with the women and that would work just as well. <laughs> um, so the next morning, Alex arrives to pick up all these women for their group date and they are driving out to Saddle Rock Ranch in Malibu to ride horses. Alex notices that the vibe is a little bit chilly. He's <laughs> like, nobody was giving me a good vibe. They were all mad at me. I was glad these women didn't have guns. <laughs> Alex Which, is a gun control advocate, yeah. <laughs> you know? know? I'll just and say so that, am I. like, this joke wouldn't have quite landed the same way in 2019. No. Like, maybe joking about a shooting in a public place just isn't the thing you want to do on a date now. And yet I do think he makes a good point, which is that people should not have, have guns. guns when yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> no guns. I have to support him on this one. Oh my God, have we found common ground with Alex <laughs> Michelle? He is a feminist hero. He's an ally. Um, I actually thought this was a good date. If I'm going on The Bachelor and they're like, you can have a date where you have dinner or you can have a date where you ride cool horses to a cabin, I would be like the horse one, obviously. Well, right? first, you're a horse no? girl, Claire, yeah. as you've admitted in private moments. I'm a me. deeply unfulfilled yeah. horse girl. <laughs> and also, the difference between you and these women is that you don't actually want to spend any time with Alex. Well, exactly, so it would be ideal. Yeah, it's ideal yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, don't worry, I'll be at the back. <laughs> Just enjoying the beautiful mane of this horse. Um, and... You know, I think we actually have an image of some of these women enjoying their date. Yeah. Yes, Look how, how happy they are. Yeah, <laughs> if, only, if only we could have gotten all of them in one shot. We don't see a single smiling woman on this date. <laughs> it's pretty sad. Um, and so they arrive at the cabin that is the destination and Rhonda and Alex get some one-on-one -on -one time first. But it's too late. Yikes. <laughs> but we do get a Bachelor Nation first. He's like, I get the sense that you're annoyed by all these women. And she says, no, 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 they're really sweet girls. I'm just past that point in my life. I'm not here to play games. Or join a sorority, says Alex. And she's like, right. I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. Rhonda is Innovator. just out here being a pioneer woman for reality <laughs> television. Where is Rhonda now? That's what I want to know. Like, what is she up to? I looked into it a little bit. We've tried to find her on LinkedIn. She's had a career as an actress, which I don't think was the case at all when she went on the show. But Alex describes her as a genius, and he's like, she could do anything. And I do think she's done a lot of things. I think she's had a, a rich and varied career. She's married now, and, you know... I'm good for Rhonda. Good for her. Yeah. She's found her, her happy ending. Um, and she gave us so much in the meantime. She really did, in so little time. <laughs> and we get to the final one-on-one -on -one date box. And it arrives with a velvet jewelry case inside with a Harry Winston monogram. It says, dress down for a dazzling night on the town. Our very first princess date. 
Yeah, some of the women have some opinions about whether Shannon is the right guy or the right girl (laughs) for Alex. Whether Alex is the right guy for her. Because she seems a little materialistic. But I'm gonna say this date selection indicates that Alex knows she is princessy and materialistic. And is into it. And he's into it. He's like, I wanna make this happen for her. And you know what? He is a Harvard grad who works as a management consultant. Who else is someone princessy and materialistic gonna marry? (laughs) It's like a perfect match. Um, And when Alex arrives, we have a little problem. Let's Let's roll the clip. Why is he not Why is he not casual? He died! Go! You should go casual. You're all dressed up. I'm, I'm not trying to shut you up, I promise. You are. You really <laughs> just showed me up. I didn't tell her what was coming, but we knew that she didn't have to worry for long, given that we drove in a limo to Escada in Beverly Hills. Yes, action show. All right, come on. <laughs> well, guess what? The store is yours today. <laughs> Whatever you would like to try on, it is all yours. Okay. <laughs> She gets too excited when he's not actually paying for this. She's like, oh my God, he's so cool. I'm like, it's production. And she's it's, like, you know. not bad, Alex. I could get used to this. And it's like, yeah. don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this has nothing to do with him. Yeah. He's not going to do. Also, he wasn't that dressed up. Like, he. He's like in a very basic suit, and yeah. she is horrified. She's freaking out. And I'm like, she's like, how could I possibly walk down the street with a man in a suit while I'm wearing a halter top? I know. <laughs> and, you know, like stonewashed bootcut jeans. Like, yeah. it's just, it's not a formal outfit, clearly. For Shannon, she's like, this is what I wear, you know, just lounging around the house. Um, I do love seeing Alex walk around in his 2002 suits from a distance. They're so large. It's like his feet disappear into the suit. (laughs) You're like, is his body actually shaped like SpongeBob SquarePants? Like, who can say? It's like seeing just a suit that's been animated, and they're like, oh, there's a head coming out of it. Um, So she does a little fashion show for Alex. This is now, you know, she wouldn't freak out like this now because this is a very well-established routine for a date. Um, but she's the first. She, she tries on various sequined gowns for him. She twirls her little boas. And she finally picks a very classic black gown, little bling. I was like, if you get to keep that, that's a good choice. You could wear that so many times. Just hem it and rewear it, you know? <laughs> And uh, she picks then for Alex an extremely wide tie. Very wide, but they were all wide. Right, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. There were no skinny ties in sight. And they head off to dinner at a place he will not reveal to her because in a fairy tale, you never know where you're going to dinner. (laughs) And speaking of fairy tales, on the way to dinner, she She asks him for a story. She needs a story. This is not a thing, by the way. Like, have you guys ever asked for a story on a first date? No. No, certainly not. Entertain me. Like, what? Make up a fiction story. Make up a poem for me right now. I've never done that. Something to try on Greg as punishment for not coming to the show. I mean, what Alex comes up with is really the reason why you should never ask for a story on a date. Like, most people cannot make up good stories on command. No, Alex is not, in fact, an author of literature. Um, So he's like, 
what story do I vaguely know? What's happening to me right now? He's like, and also hmm. the princess and the frog. Yeah, he's like, the frog prince, that's, that's it. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful princess named Shannon. And she came to Beverly Hills in jeans. It's like a Mad Libs. Hey. <laughs> like, and she kissed a frog named Alex, and he became Prince Charming. And Shannon, who has literally asked for a story, is suddenly very upset. Yeah, what did we think about this reaction? Shannon suddenly is like, oh, the frog kissed Shannon. Did Shannon know, or did the frog know that Shannon doesn't kiss on the first date? Like every other woman in America, apparently? Did the frog know that, Alex? And he's like, yeah, 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 the frog totally knew. And she's like, "Mm -hmm." Mm mm-hmm. Sure, the frog knew. Sure, the frog knew. Totally. I was like, this is not the moment. This is how the fairy tale goes. This is not the moment to break in with just an FYI that your mouth will not be making contact with him. I actually, I love Shannon and Alex's <laughs> dynamic because the whole season, she's just consistently mean to him and it works. He loves it. He loves, he loves it. it from Trista too. Yeah. He knows he deserves it. So then they're off to... <laughs> <laughs> they're off to the presidential suite at the Four Seasons and it's hideously ugly in there. Yeah, hotel suites at this time in history had not yet been hit by the mid-century modern trend. <laughs> Unfortunately. And I, I feel like there's something to the fact that this really Baroque, gold-washed, like, fussy aesthetic looks ridiculous on camera that has contributed to its downfall. Like, all these reality TV shows, you sweep in, and it's like, if you see just a bunch of tiny details it doesn't look good and so much beige like beige is just the color of this season of the bachelor it is the the color of 2002 yeah um so they sit down and alex says he has a little something extra for her a little addition to her outfit it's two harry winston boxes you guys who could have seen this coming And she loses her shit. She, she literally looks like, I was like, she's about to orgasm. Yeah. Like, this is the most turned on Shannon has ever been in her life. <laughs> she, they should have called an ambulance. She was struggling to breathe. She was like, I, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Alex. Oh my God, I could get used to this, Alex. Like, oh my gosh. Like, who's going to break it to her that those are definitely on loan and she has to give them back? Yeah. They did not tell her ahead of time. Like, they fully gave her, like, $500,000 worth of diamonds, and then later they had to be like, oh, sorry, those are just for the night. Uh, we should have maybe mentioned that. But they sit back down, and we get the yuppie version of the Z-list country artist that they bring on now, which is a violinist, a singular violinist. It's very romantic. Um, Alex volunteers to teach Shannon how to dance. Shannon seems like the kind of woman to me who's been taking ballroom for the past decade and a half, just of her own volition. She's like, Mom, Dad, I'm five years old. I want to take ballroom. (laughs) But she's like, you'll have to teach me. So they have a a little moment on the dance floor. And that's when Shannon says, I am pretty woman. I'm pretty woman tonight. I'm Cinderella tonight. I'm Snow White tonight. I will never have a date like the date I had tonight. Yeah, this just made me want to throw myself out of my apartment, just like (laughs) into traffic. I was like, what the 
fuck are you talking about? Every woman in America wants to be a pretty woman. Yeah. And Snow White, two very similar things. Yeah. I mean, don't we all just dreamed of being poisoned and then raised by tiny men and then fuck kissed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or like slap by George Costanza because you won't fuck him. Yeah. Remember that it's pretty just like, woman? It's just like what are you know the options women have in yeah. life? And no, like, those are the it. only that's options, it. guys. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's true. She doesn't kiss on the first date, but there's you know that's also a pretty woman thing. Yeah. If we're being fair. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is that Shannon's voice is like so aggressively musical and fluty that it makes me feel judged. I start like thinking about my own vocal fry as I listen to her talk. She's like, I'm pretty woman tonight. And I'm like, how do you make your voice do that? Like, it's like it's a 2002. Character. I don't know. We, I know. Yeah. That's just what women sounded like then. Um, so then we say goodbye to Stephanie and Sam real quick. And then it's time for the cocktail party. I want to note, by the way, that Alex says after this night with Shannon, when she is interchangeably mean to him and like, thank you for the diamonds. He's like, she's the mother of my children. <laughs> but also we know okay. Alex to be a serial liar. So it's hard to trust anything that he says. So, uh, I think we have some pretty great images of a selection of the hairstyles we get. Yes. God, yeah. 2002 was a good time. There are butterfly clips, like, so many fluffy yeah. updos. Does this take you guys back or what? Wow. I feel like Christina's hairstyle on the top one? right, yeah. that to me is giving me, like, a ska band lead singer vibes <laughs> yeah. at the local dive bar. Like, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. So that's all going on my vision board. <laughs> Um, and that's Rhonda in the top left. But yes. you, can, you can tell that's yeah, Rhonda. Yeah, look at her facial expression. <laughs> Obviously, that's Classic Rhonda. Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> dead inside Rhonda's already. dressed for the funeral of her relationship <laughs> to Alex. She's she, literally wearing jet beads, the morning jewelry of Victorian times. Like, she's like, it's over. Everything is severe, and she's huddled in a giant black jacket. Yeah. She's just like already shivering, preparing for winter. Like it's it's bleak. It's and bleak. meanwhile, Shannon, as you can't see super well, but she has given herself sausage curls, except for like the entire back of her head, which she when she goes up to, to uh, accept the rose later on, just the entire back of her head is just straight hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sweetie, did you only think you'd yeah. be filmed from the front? Sixty percent of Bachelor contestants now are professional hairstylists, so that would never happen in this day and age. <laughs> Um, so Alex now has to make some tough choices. He has some women to evaluate that he didn't get enough time with or didn't get enough certainty about. First of all, Kathy. Amanda, who is 23, is like, Kathy is very young. She's <laughs> Kathy's like, 22. Amanda's yeah. 23. Um, but to be fair, Kathy starts her chat with Alex by saying, so have you been to the gym lately? <laughs> Which is an incredible convers conversation starter. I'm stealing that. And then we'll both be like, no. <laughs> and then the conversation will end. Which is basically what happens. Yeah. Kathy's like, so do you have any more questions for me? And Alex is like, nah. She doesn't look thrilled. Alex is like not even trying. He's like, I'm not curious about you. Thanks for your time. 
But then we get to Lenise, and we really need to dig into this conversation with Lenise. She asks Alex if he feels weird about having an interracial relationship, and thus begins the grand tradition of The Bachelor's complete inability to discuss race in any meaningful way. Let's roll the clip. Oh, well, I guess I should ask you now. You don't feel weird at all, I mean, about, like, dating someone who's not your, like, I'm not in your same race or whatever, you know? How right. do you feel about that? I feel fine about it. You do? Yeah. How do you feel about it? In life or in the world, we'll have to, if we did, you know, experience some people who weren't as open to it, you know? Right. So you kind of have to be a strong individual and really believe in what you believe is right. What are you thinking now about going on? I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How are you feeling? Me too. Really? Yeah. Guys, listen. Oh my God. Listen, as someone in an interracial relationship, you don't just like, yep, we summed it up, done. <laughs> I mean, Alex. Before appetizers, we got uh, it figured out. Done. Your mom's gonna be fine with a black woman. Great. Alex is just 100% the type of man who's like, I don't see color. Yeah, yeah. I see hot women I'm attracted to, and yeah. that is enough. Like, that's all that matters. I really, like, he has the demeanor of someone who's like, this is a tough question, but I prepared and I know it. I passed. Like, yeah, I'm fine with it. And also, you know he will never marry a woman who's not white. Like, even no. as he's saying it, you're like, LOL, Al, come on. <laughs> Al, come on, come on, boo. He's like, I'm fine with it. And she's like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, totally fine, 100% fine. We could just move the conversation yeah. along now. He's like, how bad do you want my rose? <laughs> I mean, this is typically how these conversations go. Like, the whole thing is like, so I'm not white. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like, <laughs> would you be comfortable picking me over all these women who are white? And then The Bachelor says, yes. And then and they're they both like- And they immediately get voted off. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, such like, trash. You handled it. Yeah. But like, the, they never get into the actual things you'd have to talk about. like is your grandma racist? Like, how are you going to deal with that? Yeah. Like, are you going to, like, just bring me to Thanksgiving and let me deal with the fallout? That's not something that comes up. And instead, she has to sort of be like, well, it would be hard for both of us. We both have to be very strong individuals. And he's and like, I no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. He was like, I'm super strong, but also yeah. I'm not going to pick you. Yeah. So I this is care. not really an issue. <laughs> um, and... At this point, Alex really has convinced Lenise and himself, maybe the audience, that Lenise is in very strong contention for the rose, along with several other women who will definitely not get the rose, including <laughs> Christina and Rhonda. Um, <laughs> Poor Rhonda. And <laughs> he's like, I definitely think they all have strong potential, or it could be the one that I'm very uncomfortable around who's beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so hard. And that one is Kim. And they sit down, and she's like, you're very uncomfortable around me. And he agrees, and they proceed to have a very awkward conversation. And she's like, I know this is hard. Just, like, go with your gut. They eventually make out. And she's but it like... it was terrible. Was that relaxing? And he's like, yeah, a little. Yeah. <laughs> They're literally just like, we're not having fun around each other. And he's like, what if I just... 
just brushed your hair yeah, aside you and then I just kissed you? Did that fix it? No. But, Claire, in the moment that he brushes her golden hair aside, <laughs> he has a realization. Let's roll the clip. It's gonna be hard. I don't envy you at all, but... Yeah. You'll make the right decision. Yeah. She's got these pale blue eyes, fine golden hair, and I just realized, you know, I would kill to date a woman like this. He's but like, Lenise, you're staying, girl. He's <laughs> like, no. It's like, Lenise is so sophisticated and cosmopolitan. Yeah. Christina feels like my girlfriend already. We're so close and we get along so well. Kim looks like a woman that my friends would be super impressed by. And it's hard to compete with that, you know? I just like that it took him several weeks to realize that she was blonde. He <laughs> was like, oh my God. I looked at her face very carefully. I was like, are those blue eyes? I have to pick her. The scales have fallen from his eyes and he's seeing clearly now. And he's seeing that Kim is blonde and blue eyed. And um, poor Rhonda has had a brief conversation with him where she tries to just reassure him that she's super fun. And you know that when you have to tell someone how fun you are, it definitely means that you're fun. Yeah. Always a good sign. Yeah. She's like, it's so sad that you haven't gotten a chance to see how fun I am. And he's like, uh-huh. And she's like, I just, I'm a total cut up. I just love to make people laugh. And like, you just, it sucks that you haven't gotten to see that. And I was like, no, like, the show. show. It now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. now's the time. Like, do it. Do it now. Yeah. Um, and... It's time for Alex to deliberate. And the women leave him some video messages. They're all fairly unremarkable. Um, but I do notice a trend, which is that the women that he wants to pick and ends up picking... Promise him sexual favors, essentially. I mean, I don't want to be so crass about it, but, like, Amanda says... By sexual favors, I mean a first kiss, A first finally. kiss. <laughs> Amanda says, the massage was perfect, just don't forget, I owe you one. Christina says she broke her rose and she needs a new one. This is an in-joke we don't have any reference point for. Uh, Kim says her ass is so sore because of the horses. Look at the things I do for you, Alex. I'm willing to have a sore ass for you. The sacrifices you make. Shannon says, you started a great story in a limo, but you never finished it. And I'm sure there's a kiss at the end. And I'm like, no, he finished it. And you told him that the kiss was wrong. Yeah. And now you're saying you're She's on like, no, board. I want a second story <laughs> with a better ending. Yeah. She's like, I wanted that story to pause at the kiss for just like four or five more dates. Um, Trista has had a really business-like sit-down with Alex to let him know that she feels like things are progressing really well and she reciprocates feelings for him for sure. And don't worry about layoffs coming up, buddy, because his future at this company is secure. And for that now. Is, that is the same vibe that she strikes in her video message. Poor Trista really wants to like Alex and it's just not coming through. So once again, the women are sitting on couches, just lounging for the rose ceremony. Rhonda, of course, looks dead inside. <laughs> and Alex comes out and starts to give out the roses. The roses go to Amanda, Shannon, Kim, and Trista, which means that Kathy, Lenise, Christina, and Rhonda are going home. You know, the four women that he was like, they definitely have wife and final four potential. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but we get some really excellent exit interviews out of this. First, Kathy's like, I think he thought I wasn't ready for a relationship. Maybe I'm not. I like the self-awareness that people are just like so chill, yeah. so yeah. calm. That does not happen on The Bachelor or Bachelorette now. Like people lose their fucking shit. But she's like, I guess we just weren't compatible. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I love her vibe. Like, if you yeah. ever accused a 22-year-old woman now of not being ready for a serious relationship, she would be like, you don't know my life. Yeah. I am ready now. And Kathy's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I, yes. it's hard to say. Like, yeah. a lot of life left ahead. Like, who knows? Uh, Lanise is like, you know, if he wasn't really feeling it, then it never would have worked out, which is true. Um, they're all being very mature. Christina, who really clearly felt a close bond with Alex, they actually seem to get along. He describes her as being like his girlfriend already. Doesn't even get to talk about her own breakup. No, she just has to express her concern for Rhonda. Rhonda's not She's doing like, well. She's like, look, yes, I got dumped, but I'm concerned for Rhonda. She seems to be losing it. Yeah. <laughs> Rhonda showed up tonight looking like she was in a state, and things have only devolved from there. Um, Rhonda's like, I think Alex made the wrong choice. I know Shannon's here for the wrong reason. First wrong reason. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon wanted a ring on her finger before she ever met the man. Trista's here because she thinks he'll grow on her, and that's the wrong thing to be here for. I mean, she's kind of right, but also she's being so annoying about she's it. so unhinged <laughs> that it like cancels out any correctness. Uh, and then, you know, in true reality television fashion, things really devolve from here. And I think we have an extended clip of that. I hope that Alex sees the truth in the four girls that are left because I believe in two of them. This, this is a fairy tale, two, not four. So, I hope they find what they're looking for. <laughs> Just one deep breath, please. <laughs> I was outside and I heard everybody start running out the front door. And so I came back inside and was like, what's going on? And they were like, Rhonda just had some kind of attack. The paramedics are here. What's the matter? Upset? Yes, no, maybe so? Yeah. You need to try and breathe through your nose, okay? I can't even breathe. What's her name? Rhonda. Rhonda. Rhonda, you're not having an asthma attack. Okay? You're having an anxiety attack. Okay. Listen. And that's how the episode ends. Listen. What do we think about this? I mean, it felt so fake. She's like, I can't breathe, but she's fully talking, complete sentences. <laughs> Sounds totally fine. This is uh, like an audition, real performance. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that it, she wasn't having a panic attack, but I am saying it's very impressive how cinematic it was. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, the just leaning. one deep breath, my God. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could pull that off in her <laughs> shoes. And, you know, it makes sense that she ended up with a career on camera because that was impressive. That's, I oh mean, my God. that should be on her reel for sure. Like when she's <laughs> oh, like, I'm sure it was the first one. Auditioning for, like, she's Big like, Little Lies. She's like, guys... She's like, first look at Alex. Do you really think I wanted to marry him? Yeah. Next, look at what the, I made it seem like I yeah. wanted to marry him so yeah. bad that I acted like this. <laughs> um, I mean, Rhonda has a rough night. Um, and that is the conclusion of the episode. 
Um, and I think it's really just a beautiful moment to end on because it is so emblematic of The Bachelor that we have come to know and love. Um, just a place where people freak out after knowing someone for a week and a half <laughs> and have to have an ambulance called to carry them away from the, their broken dreams of a relationship. <laughs> she and really was ahead of her time. To feminism fails. Yes. <laughs> Since this is a live show, we have clips of the Feminism Fails and these handy-dandy cards, and we're gonna rate them in real time. Five is the most egregious, one is like, no big deal. Um, and if we could all just remember to, to read our scores and explain them for the benefit of the folks at home. Uh, let's get started, we have some clips. Let's roll clip one. So, tell me about your ex-husband. He was 17 years older. And that's, a, that's many years older. Uh-huh, it is. But, you know, all my friends were older. And then I was in college. I was involved in lots of organizations. He didn't like that. Started telling me what to wear and what not to wear. Um, going through my clothes, telling me, no, this is not appropriate. I wanted to keep things. Adventurous example. I love Wonder Woman. I thought she was the coolest thing. I also love them. Wonder Woman. I have her costume. That is good news. So five is the worst? Yeah. Yes, five is the worst. And this is a complicated clip because there's so much going on in it. Um, but specifically, we are reading Alex's behavior here, his, his reaction to the disclosure of abuse. Yeah. I'd give that one a four. I'm yeah. going to do a five. I was between I a four and a five. Like, it's pretty yeah. bad. It's real bad. And it's interesting because talking openly about being in an abusive marriage on the show is something that is so uncommonly done, it's so good to represent it, but then to see it handled like that is like 15 steps back. Right, it's not even labeled as anything really that bad, just like, oh, the point here is that she had sexy costumes, let's just breeze yeah. right over she that She never got to wear her sexy costumes and what that it, is what matters yeah. here. Um, so I think, next uh, clip. Next clip. She basically has this incredibly creative sexuality that more or less nobody's ever appreciated it. And here I am getting it like a gift. Alex is the worst this episode. Alex is the worst. He's yeah. the worst. It's, it was a I, four, but then the extra wide leg pants made it a five. Okay, that's it was fair. Just you know what? So offensive. That's fair. And yeah. I think you've yeah. won. It's a five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For outfit so choice we're, alone. So we're at fours and fives here. I not just, looking good for Alex. Every time I think about it later, I'm like, maybe it's not so bad. And then I watch him talk about getting her sexuality like As a gift. As a gift, and it's and disgusting. It's viscerally very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me never want to be around a man again. Um, <laughs> let's roll the next clip. I got an impression that perhaps Shannon was just here to win a ring. <sighs> this is a tricky one. I know, this is tough. Maybe a two. I'm gonna look, yeah. I'm gonna go a one because clearly Rhonda is fucking stressed at this point. <laughs> She's like, I'm wearing like my finest like tartan like plaid jacket, and he's not even noticing. You know, yeah. there's a lot. You're being really generous, yeah. Phoebe, and I appreciate <laughs> that empathy. Why for Rhonda? kick Rhonda when she's down? I mean, Emma and I went with twos here. I think that uh, it's not really 
this moment in particular, uh, Rhonda's really just picking up on the whole concept of the show. Right. Which is in that's itself the thing. Very... Like, they are kind of all there to literally win a ring. Like, that yeah. is the premise of and the show. And it's like a kind of a huge bummer to be reminded of that. That's yeah. not very feminist. Um, but in regards to, Shan- to Shannon, you know, maybe she's not wrong. I don't know. It's we don't complicated. know. <laughs> Let's roll the next clip. I want Trista to prove to me that she's interested. I don't want her to just say it. I want her to show it somehow. I have mixed feelings about the fact that she's now been knocked off this pedestal. I mean, I thought, you know, maybe this is the perfect woman, and I'm not convinced of that now, and it's kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm going five. I'm going five with this. Man, I'm so so gentle tonight. I'm going four again. (laughs) It's like she doesn't suck because she doesn't like you. Right. Like, he's like you the suck only because you're not likable. Like that's yeah. yes. what it is. You know? I don't think that this is a man who has considered that women might just be repulsed by him. Yes, no. He's too busy doing like white collar crimes. He doesn't exactly. Just polishing off what remained of our booming economy at the time. <laughs> I mean, it's true. He, it's the, the classic idea of the woman on the pedestal. And, of course, the way you stay on the pedestal is you make men feel great about themselves. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. What a great episode for Alex, The Bachelor, and America. That was really incredible. So, Phoebe, I think this means your work here is done. I hope I, know, I did a good I know. job. I know. We wish you could stay forever. One more round of applause for Phoebe. Phoebe, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, friends of the pod, Derek Peth and Michael Garofola, join us on stage for a game of Fuck, Mary Kill. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, 
from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. 
Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Before we get back to the show, we have more live shows coming. We'll be in Washington, D.C. at the Miracle Theater on Monday, October 21st to recap Episode 5. And then we're coming back to the Bell House in Brooklyn on Thursday, November 21st to recap the finale. You can get tickets to both shows at the links in our show notes. And now, back to the show. But the night's not over yet. I'm sorry. Everyone we have a little more show. Move. A little bit more show. We have a couple more guests in the wings. Everyone, please welcome New York denizens and Bachelor Nation superstars, Derek Peth and Michael Garofola. <laughs> Our buds are back. I need to do a Phoebe. How is she? Like? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have the is, best view of the house. Right? I think I that's a George Costanza. There's already one Costanza reference tonight. So. <laughs> Michael's trying to thirst trap right now. It's very Miami. I like the decor. White couches. Oh, you guys, thank you so much for joining us again. Like our New York residency here. Uh, really just the best. Three nights um, a week. <laughs> um, and we have a, a game for you again. Uh, yeah. First. But first, we want to chat a little bit. I mean, Derek. <laughs> Look at the support you have here. I'm sorry, did Derek do something? Like, what? <laughs> I'm, like, horrible with attention, so... <laughs> He's, like, cringing. He's just, his, just crawling into his skin right now, slithering out. I just, like, the, I'm better when the lights are in my eyes and it's just you two I'm talking to. <laughs> No one else is here. You can speak to us confidentially. Um, tell us everything. Uh, 
so actually, uh, we do want to give you a chance to speak a little bit because we all saw some really rough stuff go down in paradise with you this summer. Just on Monday night, uh, we saw John Paul Jones hurl some pretty vicious accusations at you, and we wanted to give you a chance to speak to those for a moment. Since John Paul Jones did not give you a moment to speak. <laughs> as, as Derek's attorney, I advise him to plead the fifth. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Michael is actually an attorney, and he makes <laughs> at least 10 attorney jokes per minute. <laughs> so I'm just prepping you for the rest of his Anyone jokes. Anyone want right to now. see my briefs? <laughs> Michael, this is a family show. It's their legal documents. <laughs> um, so it was just like very interesting. I, I, obviously, I thought it was a joke at first. I don't know if you saw my, first, my face the first time that <laughs> that interaction started. Um, and all of this came from a conversation we were having where questions were being asked of me, and I was just answering them, and answering them honestly, and you saw me like multiple times just say, yes, I did say that, but you're not actually giving the whole picture, and to take like half of that and turn it into something to basically like control everybody around me into, into seeing me in a very different way was, it was like super hard in the moment, and um, I'm just like thankful after the fact for the way that everybody's responded because I was, I, I, so all of you know, I actually called Emma <laughs> in the car. I was like, I'm so worried about what's going to happen. They could totally screw me over. Yeah, and we and, were like, we're going to be so hard on you. I know. And that's actually Emma's response was like, that was not a good idea to go. I told you so. <laughs> but but it like the, the picture was shown, I think, very accurately, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. That's like, honestly, what can I say other than everyone saw it and and that's pretty, pretty much, you know, the reality of, of everything, except for the fact that originally it was based on questions being asked of me. So you're saying someone asked you, like, can you sleep with women who slide into your DMs? And the answer is yes, you can. I'm shocked. Always. Wait, Do you, you can? You need to decide. What? what fame and notoriety give you <laughs> access to people who might want to sleep with you? This is the first time hearing of this. Wow. I might want to get into that sort of thing, actually. That's why we're having these shows. Yeah. <laughs> so people asked you, is this possible? And you said, yes, it's possible. Exactly. And, <laughs> and then followed it. And, and then exactly what I said on the show, which was that like, I don't because that's, first of all, like dangerous. <laughs> and Because and, you don't know who these people are, right? Um, and second of all, uh, it's just like, you don't want to get into that mess. There's too many, too many issues that can come from that. So, uh, Speak the only yourself. DMs I answer are... <laughs> Michael is fielding so many DMs Please DM Michael. on Derek's behalf right now. I had no idea. I had no idea you could do those things. I do love a good dog account DM, though. <laughs> That's again, we send how many like dog DMs? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. That's the whole very scandalous DM <laughs> history. It's just like this dog gif. Derek is accepting those. That's the kind of love and affection he will accept. Um, but Michael, you do have a whole DM worth of women waiting to just do the hard work of loving Derek. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously since Derek <laughs> left, um, 
Bachelor in Paradise, you know, for the first time, not engaged. I mean, let's be honest. Like, he's, you know, he's still batting 500 in Bachelor in Paradise, but this time he did not leave with someone, and therefore the um, very generous, giving um, women, compassionate women of America are flooding my DMs telling me that they are willing to fall on the sword and sort of love Derek, because, you know, and, you know, I appreciate that, um, but, you know, the fact is that I'm paying attention to their DMs, but Derek is ignoring mine when I'm sending these women to them, so that's the problem. Look, it's just Derek has learned never world. to respond to any offers yeah. of love and companionship. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, can Walls I just say... up forever. <laughs> I mean, like, justice for Derek, but also justice for Lenise. I mean, yeah. I'm really... Yes. Seriously. Seriously. Thank you. Someone yeah. had to say Can some it. people slide into our DMs offering to love Lenise? Like, it's been only 17 I, years. Yeah. I'm sure she's available. <laughs> okay, sure? we, we could no. talk about this for a very long time, but we do need to move on to a little game. You may have heard of it. It's called Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, Obviously, I'm fucking everyone in my DMs. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do That's have a podcast. I'm exhausted. I don't know if I can do You do have a podcast, so. Since I'm on a podcast right now... <laughs> Oh yeah. Also, and they're we, all in my we DMs, apologize so. for inviting you on our podcast. Like, we're yes. so sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so we didn't want to make this too weird for you guys because we know that uh, you know talking too much about who you would marry and fucking kill in Bachelor Nation it's weird. can get you in trouble, a la Blake. So we kept this more conceptual. <laughs> this is more like things that you would want to get rid of forever, keep around forever, share one crazy beautiful night with. Um, and I think we should just dive right in. I don't think I understand the subtext of this. <laughs> uh, Anytime I get Claire to laugh, by the way, is one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Derek's keeping a list. He's like, that one made Claire yeah. yeah, Try that again. Claire it's is funny the hardest like, audience. I'm really easy. It's I laugh at everything. Claire to laugh. Um, Derek. Uh, Jorge's Torres, Wells's Margaritas, and Chris Harrison's hosting. Wait, Chris Harrison's what? Hosting. 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 You could have Chris Harrison hosting your life. Or just for one night. <laughs> uh, I would marry Jorge's Torres. Because that's like, who doesn't want to have fun for the rest of their life, right? Um, I would kill Wells Margaritas because they are the worst margaritas ever. <laughs> and just for one night, I would like Chris Harrison to just be about me. Derek for Bachelor. Yeah. Okay. One night. One night. One night. One night only. Michael. Ashley Eyes cry face. Jason Mesnick's cry face. Derek's cry face. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty easy. I would fuck Ashley Eyes cry face. With, I'm with Jared permission. Jared's a good friend of mine. Full, and, dis, full, and uh, Ashley's full disclaimer. And Ashley Eyes cry face. Like, yeah. Just her cry face, not the rest of her. Just yeah. Yeah. cry face. Yeah. I'm not just one lovely now. night um, with Ashley Eyes cry face. I'm going to kill Jason Mesnick's cry face. And. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just someone that just needs to find love so badly that 
I, I think I'd have to marry Derek's cry face. Yeah. So sweet. These are the heartwarming he, moments. Derek, he literally just said he wanted to see you cry every day. So <laughs> I don't know. For the rest of his life. Being around Michael would make me cry every day. <laughs> uh, Derek, Dean's mustache, Dean's long hair, Dean's tattoos. I actually don't really get Dean's tattoos. <laughs> They're that. so random. So when you kill them. Nobody does. Every time, I think point. every time Dean gets a tattoo, he's just like, I don't know where it came from. It just showed up one day. <laughs> Did you see the one in his lip? This one? Exactly. He's got the yeah, no. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Uh, we missed one. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end uh, Dean's tattoos. I'm going to marry his mustache because the, this is, this is the back, background. The first time we came back on Paradise two years ago, he came back with a mustache and they made him shave. <laughs> I, he was wow. like, this I was, time I'm keeping the goddamn mustache for your I trash kept, show. I kept being like, you won't keep it, Dean. You, you're obviously not going to keep it. You're going to give in to them. <laughs> I wanted him to keep it forever. Um, and what was it, his hair? I'd pull his hair for one night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I, I, mean, I love the mustache. I'm I can't believe mustache. he mustached the producers for permission to keep it. Oh my God, Michael. Michael, you're going to get uninvited forever. Too no, obvious. Michael needs to give some of his dad jokes to Greg for future yeah. use. Oh, he's got plenty. <laughs> He'll be fine. Michael, stagecoach, iHeartRadio Music Festival, or Coachella. I'm going to that. <laughs> wow, this is, a, this is a tough one. I mean, I would... Um, you gotta fuck stagecoach. I mean, you gotta, you gotta fuck stagecoach. I mean, jeez. I mean, you gotta fuck stagecoach. Um, I You've guess said I, that almost as many times as Blake. Yeah, stagecoach. yeah, yeah, yeah. Following the Blake footsteps. Um, uh, then I guess, ooh, this is a, this is tough. I mean, I guess I would. Um, you know what? I'm a little too old for Coachella, so I'm gonna kill Coachella and I'm gonna marry the iHeart, the iHeart Music Festival. I mean, there's like, you know, sometimes they have like Mumford and Sons and like some, they got some good bands and I mean, so does That's Coachella. That's your ultimate Power. music pick right now? No, 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 I'm just saying like they got, you know. Like, it's a mature music pick, Derek. I mean, uh, you know, I'm almost 40, you know, they got like, you know. I'm ready to marry what's-her-face, who's 23. I'm ready to marry her. Like, we're like 17 <laughs> years apart. It's perfect. The iHeart Music right? Festival yeah. is actually really young, I think. So oh. something to think Whoops. about. Whoops. Okay. Well, I messed um, that one up. I mean, how long and can it have been And this will be my around? last time invited back. <laughs> uh, Derek, uh, this is podcast-themed. Dean's podcast, Rachel and Allie's podcast, Ashley I and Ben's podcast. Do you have a podcast? I don't know. We would have included <laughs> it, but we weren't sure. That was already killed. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this one. <laughs> this was a mean one on our part. <clears throat> sorry, I'm not, sorry. I'm not in love with, with Rachel and Allie's. Like, I feel like they weren't friends before, you know? That's, like a, that's a very important factor, so we're going to end that one. Um, <laughs> Everyone's like going on Bachelor Reddit right now. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to end Bachelor Reddit too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to marry Dean's podcast because he just needs love for once. <laughs> uh, which will also end it. 
And so I guess I'm, what is, what is what's my last name? Ashley, uh, Ashley and Benz. Yeah, that's, I'm good with that for one day. <laughs> yeah, one fun night with, yeah. with Ashley and Benz. They seem like a good time. Uh, <laughs> Michael, Dean's van, Pilot Pete's plane. Here's a throwback. Cupcake Chris's Cupcake Mobile. Who could forget? <laughs> okay, well, I can tell you, um, being a very warm and, and sweaty man myself, I... I thought that I, was going in a, in a heartfelt <laughs> direction. No, 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 no. This is just about my sweating problem. I, I'm going to marry Dean's fan because I need... That's what I need. I'm killing the plane. Fuck that plane. And then I'm going to... But I'm not going to fuck that plane. I'm going to kill that plane. And then, yeah. And then I'm going to fuck the other thing, which is... What, what was that again? Cupcakes. The cupcake. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I am a diabetic, so right. the sugar... I can't marry that. Only I can't have that, night. like, every night consistently. It's an indulgence. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like... I'm not like Rhonda. I'm not like every day, you know, with the... <laughs> I'm just like, you know, one night of cupcake, and, you know, and I'm out. I don't know why. Every time I hear her name, I laugh. <laughs> as a, you don't, as you a don't a need a lot of Rondas anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, as a Golden Oldies fan, I'm, I'm surprised. Not, not one Help Me Ronda, like, not one, like, Help Me Ronda, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, that's, I'm aging. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Slide Dan. into my DMs, everyone. <laughs> not about Derek. Really milking this opportunity. Derek, John, Paul, Jones. He's just John to me now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, then the answer should be easy. Uh, I'm going to marry John because John wow. is forever. That's all it is now. It's just John. And then the, the rest can just. And the rest can, can, the rest can, can die. <laughs> <laughs> I found it so jarring whenever people called him John. I'd really gotten his branding effectively worked into my brain. I'm well, like, it seems John, to me like when John? people are serious and angry with him, they're like, John. <laughs> John, we have to have a talk, John. Mm -hmm. Derek. Everybody Derek. else, you say their full name, and it's like the opposite switch, right? Yeah. You just yeah. say, you cut it down. Yeah, usually when you say someone's full name, that's when they're really getting grounded. And his parent, like, right. he's definitely just like, John, <laughs> you know I'm really serious because I'm not going to say your last name. Um, I think uh, we're almost wrapping up, but yeah. let's go. Michael, Tyler sees Capri Pants. Cam's leopard print shirt, and the traveling salmon pink suit from Hannah's season. We're looking at a salmon pink suit, I mean. a leopard print shirt, and very tight capri pants. Yeah, but well, you have to wear one every day. Yeah, well, I'm marrying the capri pants. There's no question about that. <laughs> bold choice. That yeah. is very yeah. bold, especially marrying working as a lawyer. Yeah. Moving to I am, I'm killing the leopard, and I'm bucking the salmon suit into it. Very tasteful choices, to be honest. So I think, you know, this has come to an end. We have one more for you, Derek. Reality Steve, the site, not the man, let's be clear. Site. People Magazine or The Bachelor Reddit. You did jump the gun on that. <laughs> um, okay. I think I'm gonna be really, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> There's somebody's gonna say something. I, mean, Steve. I, I, I think Steve watches the show to hate it. And I can't stand that. Like, watch it to enjoy it. So, we're gonna end 
that page because it's wow. just so negative. Everything is so negative on it. There's no positive. There's no appreciation of anything good that ever happens. And that's horrible. The point of this is like it's a microcosm of the United States and like what we're going through in such a weird way. So, so, so hate the things you should hate, but also love the things you should love. And also shut down publications. De Demi and Christian this year, from him, have only got hatred. And I love those two to death. And it's ridiculous and disgusting that somebody would continue to like try and find any negative thing they could say about that just because they want people to come and look at their website. So, ending that website. Wow, wow. Uh, I'll spend a night in Reddit because it seems like a dirty place. <laughs> And I'm just gonna marry People Magazine. I mean, real solid choice for marriage. <laughs> People Magazine seems like a comfortable thing to spend your life with. Uh, Derek, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you. But I wish I could say you were done for your sake, but because you're always such good sports, we wanted to subject you to one more really painful experience. Skydiving. No. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Pilot Pete to fly his plane in on such short notice. Or Dean to jump out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but he you would know, have really you've, tried. You've both left The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise in various states of emotion. So you're intimately familiar with the limo exit speeches. We'd like you to just really get into that very dark headspace for a second. And bid farewell to our audience as if they are the beautiful, beguiling Bachelorette who just sent you home. Derek, did, you're up first. I am glad you emailed us about this one because I prepped for it. <laughs> so, so hold All on. Right. I actually just Here thought. Here we go. Wow. You know what's incredible? We had a music cue for this, and so does Derek. Just very thankful for all of you. <laughs> it's been hard being Derek here. And honestly, every meaningful moment that I spend with you, I'll never forget. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I just want to like offer to love you just out of charity right now. That was beautiful. I'll take you to coffee. I'm so generous. Slide into my DMs, Emma. <laughs> or mine. All right. <laughs> I'm actually going to slide into Michael's DMs to offer to take up. you to coffee. Michael, you're up. You know, um, honestly, like, I live in the world's greatest city, and um, there are so many educated, beautiful, ambitious, successful, witty, motivated women out there that I I actually um, I'm okay with this decision and I'm okay with being let home but I have to say I'm really worried about Derek <laughs> I mean he came in tonight like a little on edge and I, I just I just hope he's gonna be okay I mean I'll be fine I'm on hinge so it'll be it'll be fine but, but thank you, and um, cool, this was fun. One more round of applause for our guest, Michael and Derek. Incredible. Aww. 
Thank you both for having us. Uh, I love Thank you guys, you guys Thank so you. much. And that's it for this live episode of Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Phoebe Robinson, Derek Peth, and Michael Garofola, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson, as well as everyone else from HuffPost who made this event happen. Also, a big thank you to Gramercy Theater for hosting us. Yes, we had so much fun. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. We have more live shows coming. As a reminder, we will be in Washington, D.C. at the Miracle Theater on Monday, October 21st to recap episode five. And then we're coming back to the Bell House in Brooklyn on Thursday, November 21st to recap the finale. We can't wait. You can get tickets to both shows at the links in our show notes. And give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back soon to share our next live show. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.